but you're not a big booty hole. But I have the ability to be, right? I mean, that's the thing. Like, I also understand <laughs> my own sin nature and struggles. Welcome to the Far More Podcast. They say it's your birthday. Oh, oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm coming in hot. Hey, Jason. Girl. Happy birthday. I mean, you coming in hot. You got the sassy jacket on today? I do have on the sassy jacket. All right, happy, man. Happy birthday. Thanks, girl. Thanks, girl. So for those who are listening, if you didn't catch on. <laughs> on the subtle comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm not extra at all. It is Jason's birthday. Do you want to tell the room how old you are no, today? No, I really don't. Oh, can I? No, I really don't. Okay. And by the time I listen to this, I'm going to be older. I'm the youngest I'm ever going to be right now on this podcast. Oh, here he goes getting all <laughs> philosophical. <laughs> hey, gang, we are so happy that you're here for another episode of the Far More Podcast. And this is like the Far More Podcast birthday edition a little bit since it is Jason's birthday. So is this why? So, so I got excited last week. When we recorded, uh-huh. because you dropped like two hints of future shows that we're going to have. Yeah, and they are still right? going to be future Correct. shows. And so this morning I was like, hey, what are we going to talk about so I could prepare? And you're like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of me being able to prepare for this podcast. That's fair. Ugh. But it's going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> sweet spot is fun. No, listen, I have... Uh-huh. I have some fun planned, but it's, okay. but I also know how much you love serious and intentional. So don't worry. There's going to be some serious questions that I throw. Oh, you're at asking you. questions. It's like a Q and a, this is a Q and a interesting. Okay. So mm-hmm. shall we, I, I don't, do we have an option? No. Okay. You're stuck with me. Whoa, whoa, stuck like Lou. the singing me, edition. Baby, stuck like- okay. So. One year older. Yes. One year wiser. That's your first question. Mm. I think uh, one year more experience. So with experience comes wisdom for sure. Okay. Um, I'm also just processing the world, uh, my faith. <laughs> That's a lot. And everything differently than probably where I was this time last year. So I think that is okay. also some maybe, maybe true wisdom coming in that. Maybe... Let me say, instead of being wiser, I'm seeking more wisdom okay. than ever, intentionally. Okay, let's let's go to a fun one. Fun one, all right. Now, you might actually have to give this one some thought, because mm. I know that when I ask you what is your favorite anything... Oh, that's, a, that's the worst question I, it, ever. I know, so maybe I can narrow it down okay. into like a couple of categories. What is your current favorite country song? We're recording in yeah. 2024, 2024. Yeah. Do you have a current, like it just. It, well, what's interesting is I've been pulling back, going back to like 90s country okay. lately. Um, that was a good decade for country music. It was a good decade music. for country. And my music tastes are all over the map. They truly are. They really are. I've, I've been listening to some Blake Shelton, God's Country. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also listened to some new stuff. I'm I'm trying to get into Morgan Wallen a little bit. Your daughter so, would be so happy. She, I think she's influencing that a little bit. So everything from like old school, older, mm-hmm. um, 80s, 90s country to trying to figure out the whole 
new kids on the block here of country. Oh, goodness. Morgan Wallen. Yeah. And team. Uh, Luke Holmes, like his remake of Fast Car. So that kind of pulls from like both eras of mm-hmm. going back to Tracy Chapman, like the original version in this. So um, there's, there's some fun ones. Okay. What about, this one's going to be real tough. I love me some Brooks and Dunn too. So I always go back to that. What about your mm-hmm. favorite worship song? Current, like it just transports you into a mm. different space. I mean, Brandon Lake's Gratitude's been pretty hot right now. Um, I've played that a lot. Um, in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. That's a real good oh, one. Oh, my goodness. I will put, I'll oh, put links goodness. in the show notes to these songs. It's, yeah, that one. I'm getting, as I get older, you've, you've seen me... Um, get so much more like sensitive and emotional and gushy Mm -hmm. over the last several years. And some of these songs just wreck me. They just wreck me. Like tears. Um, Are we talking like my version of tears, right? Which we talked about my version of tears and yours are different categories of tears. But I think my category of tears and everyone's are different. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. Buckets of tears come out of my face. But yeah, I think, I think a, A really the the mark of a really I don't know how to say yeah. it the right way. A really good worship song is it makes you forget about yourself and think about Jesus and just gosh, everything that he has done and everything he continues to do in our lives. Yeah, the, I think the 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 verses that always really just I gravitate to are the ones where we're just talking about in spite of my own mess and brokenness, you still love me. Mm -hmm. And I think deep down, that's what we all want, not just from God, but from other people is, is listen, I am a complete disaster and broken and messy. And I don't even want you to know the real me, but I just want to be loved. Yeah. And, and if, when you think about putting that context of a, all-knowing God who knows you fully and understands all of your mess and still loves you incredibly. That's just overwhelming. Yeah. And it's so overwhelming that I almost had to compartmentalize. It's hard for me to grasp. Because it's just, too much. It's too much for me. So yeah. there is a song. There's one line of one song when you, when you said it completely wrecks me. It took me to this one line of one song. I could listen to it. Are you on a reckless love? I could listen I to it. it a thousand times. No, I don't know if it's that one. Okay. I could listen to it a thousand times over and over on repeat. And I am willing to bet $100,000 that it would wreck me every single time I heard it. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Uh-huh where you lost your life mm. so I could find it here. But it's the, and as you speak, a hundred billion mm-hmm. failures. As soon as yeah. whoever so is singing the words, sings the word failures, mm. I come completely unglued. Because in so many times in my life, and I know it will continue to the, be this way, number one, I have failed. But I also feel like a failure Mm. You know, all the personal development people tell you, you're not a failure. You have just failed. Well, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm. Like, that's real cute. And it sounds romantic. But 
So, and I know that that's only Satan. That's only Satan try to, trying to keep me in bondage to the fail failures in my life. And he's the one who's saying, you are a failure. You didn't fail. You are a failure. Mm. And so that line, it wrecks me. You know what I think about when you say that is how much you love me. I do think about that. And even through your own brokenness, how much I love you. I mean, thank goodness. But I think about the different responses we have as humans to that same feeling. It doesn't matter if you are just feel like you're completely struggling with life and everything's a disaster or you're a super high performer. You both actually have that same feeling. Mm-hmm. One's just saying, I want to hide from the world and I'm going to go over here. And one's saying, I'm trying to outrun my own brokenness and I, I, my off switch is broken. I'm just going to keep going and going and going. Yeah. It's the same feeling. It just manifests itself different in reactions. two different ways, different responses to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ooh, worship music. Mm. It'll get you. Yeah. What about rock? Um, Anything there? You know, alternative, I, like, you know. Like, there's there's some stained that I like. No Smashing Pumpkins? No, never to Smashing Pumpkins. Metallica? Never really got into any of that. Nirvana? No. Outside, like, the teen spirit um yeah no nothing like that never got into that okay um you know i've been more like matchbox 20 was that rock no that's what i'm saying <laughs> i like, was about to say i don't think right that, i don't think that was rock. That's what i was saying i've been more like that speed okay did you yeah. like any pop groups like spice girls like what do you mean when you say pop you know Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, which, you know, those two groups are experiencing a resurgence now, I I think. Like, I've never put real money (laughs) on buying those things. (laughs) Like, I would listen to it. So it's not, but it's not really your thing. No, I've never really been like a big concert goer, Mm -hmm. Um, even though my first concert ever. Was it Master P? No, girl. Oh. It was Sade. (laughs) Right, see? Oh, smooth operator. Correct. So, Sade, Master, you know, my first hip-hop concert was probably uh, Method Man, Red Man, DMX. Wow, okay. Right, I'm all over the map. We're learning so much today, friends. I'm all over the map. We are learning so much today. A lot of this needs to be uh, sanctified. We all need Uh to be sanctified. So, let's pivot, though. To something just a little bit more serious. Not super serious. Mm. Because talking about favorite songs, that's fun and fluffy. So you can go from that to whatever this is. Yeah. Okay. So our children are getting a little bit older. They're now 7, 9, and 11. And, you know, we've talked about, I think we've talked about before how parenting sort of, it shifts. And it takes Mm. on a, a whole different look, feel, purpose as they age, as they get older. What are some of the ways that you feel like since becoming a dad Mm -hmm. and now that our children are a little bit older and we're starting to speak more into like their values, their morals, their, their, this, their, that, how have you changed your parenting style with your children now that they're a little bit older? And at, you even admitted that you've become a little bit softer mm-hmm. as you have aged. So do you feel like that your your parenting style has even changed because of that over over the last few years? Well, um, 
I think when you change your styles, how you approach everything changes. I think just having kids in general changed so much for me because I, I am like, okay, everything is clear, structured, neat. <laughs> and had to let go of that real fast before I got really angry. So it, it's fine. All of our walls need to be painted at this house. There's well, at least, <laughs> at least um, from three feet down. Yes, from three feet down. <laughs> like, don't even come to our house and look at our walls because they're just disgusting. Y'all, um, they are not as bad it, as he's making it out to In see. my mind, they're disgusting. And you would think, by the way you're saying it, there that there's like just clumps of peanut butter and like snot. It, it feels <laughs> that way but sometimes. Y'all, I swear it's not. Like, I refuse to buy like another Anything couch. New. Like, Anything I'm, new. No, like, no, I'm not buying a new couch. We will keep this value city furniture couch or whatever we have. Like forever, forever. until they stop being disgusting. Until you stop being nasty. Yes. But that might be never. Fine. Then that's just what it is. And I have to figure out how to be okay with that. Um, so kind of letting go of certain types of expectations. And letting go of one size fits all a lot. Because mm, yeah. there's three very unique personalities. Very much so. And you so. have to approach them and teach them and coach them so differently. And it's um, kind of hard figuring that out, isn't it? Yeah. At least it is for me. It's it's a little bit of trial and error, yeah. um, for sure. Yeah, I think I have the hardest time, and you already know this. This is going to be no surprise. Parenting your son, because he's just so different than yeah. I am. I think, well, obviously, I think parenting boys is very different than parenting yeah. girls, but... I think because he and I think so differently and process so differently and react also right. so differently, I have to come to you a lot. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. what to do here. You have to help me. Well, but it's also getting harder for me because as much as he processes information like I do, um, how he responds to that information is not the same as me or his natural instincts aren't necessarily the same as mine, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm, I get, I almost fool myself into thinking that he thinks like me. And so I can teach him and coaching him in the way that I know what works for me, but we're still very different. And so he surprises me and that's getting harder and harder as he gets older too. What about parenting your daughters? How's that going? Um, <laughs> you know, one of them lovingly refers to herself as your favorite child. My favorite child. Not mine, y'all. No, Not mine. Child. That's right. His. Your favorite child. She yeah. doesn't say it to me. She says it to him. Yeah, they get away with a lot more than my son does, for sure. That is a 100% um, true. But, uh, half of it is because of Brandon's a lot like me, so which means I know the trouble you're going to get into, or I have prescribed in my head, which isn't great. Here's where I know you're going to struggle, because I understand how you look at the world. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm like, oh, no, don't go down that path. Then you realize, you know what? You're going to have to make mistakes and learn it yourself. The hard way. As much as we want to protect um, and try to coach and guide, a lot of things you just got to learn yourself. That's true. So we're talking about parenting, being a dad, children, mm. which led, led me to think about this question. Or let me say, have you even thought about this yet in your life? Have you thought about what sort of legacy that you want or you want us to leave our children? 
Like mm. what, what sort of legacy do you want to leave? Well, you know, we talked last week about reframing some things about who we want to be. Mm-hmm. The word legacy is just such... It's a big word. It's a big word. Um, and the more I think about the word legacy, the reality is that's more about us and how we want to be remembered mm-hmm. than it is what we're supposed to do to point our kids to Jesus. Yeah. Right? And so... The, the legacy aspect is if our grandchildren are pursuing Jesus, that's real legacy. Mm. That's a really, that's, that's a real really legacy. good way to look at it. And, and so I've, I've thought a lot more about that of, okay, how do we create this structure and teaching that you hand down? Um, so do you like reverse engineer it in your head? Cause I know that you're a big fan mm-hmm. of who do we want to be? Where do we want to be? What do we want yeah. to accomplish? And then moving backwards from there. So if you're saying leaving a true legacy is knowing that our grandchildren are following Jesus, have you have you tried to reverse engineer that in your head? No, because I'm also at least wise enough to understand that it can't be because of me. Hmm. Yeah. It's only because of God. Like I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure it quote, out or quote, figure it quote, out, figure it right? out. Right. I'm trying right. to grow that relationship. I'm trying to understand what God's calling me to do uniquely. Right. Um, much less what he's calling me to do and how I lead my family for the next generations. Um, he might not even be, I don't know. And I, I think that's one of the big things changed with me is just being more open to whatever the possibilities are. Um, in terms of what's called God's calling me to do, which I have to say this time last year, I wouldn't be as open to that. I'd be like, wouldn't be as open to what? Whatever God had for my life. Okay. It's more of, nope, I'm going to force this equation and go this way. Here's my goals and objectives going this way. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm just more of a place of just putting all those on the table because it just doesn't matter that much. If it's not, are you saying it doesn't matter that much if it's not, if it's not this something that you way, have been called or, to, or it doesn't matter this much. Some things that we think of are important goals and objectives mm-hmm. just aren't that really that big a deal. Yeah. They don't matter. Well, yeah, because when you said, you know, when I think of legacy, I think historically I've always interpreted thought of whatever legacy is yeah. like, how <laughs> this is going to sound so cheesy. But how much money are you leaving your children? Are you leaving them a business? Are you are you creating a yep. business and putting the blood, sweat, and tears in now so that you can pass that on to them in the future? I I rarely have thought of it in an intangible way. I've always thought of it as you're passing on something tangible. But I don't think that's yeah. really what leaving a kingdom-minded legacy is right like well well, i mean i mean those other things help and they're nice but even if i park the kingdom minded legacy piece of that i'm more of a place of less leaving a business to my kids Mm -hmm. and more leaving them the knowledge of how to start a business the how to teaching them how How to do something about something right if you have nothing what could you do how do you create right. it? How can you create your own? Mm-hmm. How do you, yes. How do you not feel like you're trapped in a thing? And, 
And how does that marry up with leaning into God? Like it's kind of those kinds of things that I feel are just more important. Yeah. Um, Definitely. They're definitely more important. 100%. Yeah. How can we, or maybe I should just put you on the spot, Mm. but I won't. I'll say we. Okay. How can we best model following Jesus for our children? I mean, they're still relatively young, but I feel like we, we are, we do have these spiritual disciplines that we do that they see on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. But where actually, let me reframe the question. Where, where do you think we have a lot more room for improvement? Cause let me, I don't even want to go to the parenting side. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm at me. Okay. On, I just talked about how I'm trying to figure out in my own life, how to lay down goals and objectives and just lean into God's will for my life. That's a big that, one for you. That's in d- direct opposition of my professional life, yeah. which is all about goals and objectives, right? These two things are just colliding mm-hmm. internally. If yeah. you look on one side of me over here, you're going to see a guy that looks like he's just super intense, highly driven, go after goals and objectives professionally. Because you are intense, girl. Right. On the other side, you're going to see a guy that's trying to lay everything on the table and be open to whatever God wants to do in his life. And it doesn't have to be this checklist of goals and objectives. That has to be really hard. It's hard. It's something I've been struggling with. Months? Yes. Yes. What do you, do you have converse? I know you have conversations with God, but in those moments when, when those two worlds are colliding and there's, uh, I imagine, I imagine like iron against iron, you know, there's kind of sparks flying because it's just sharp. Both, both edges are sharp. In those moments when there's like that tension, that pain, that confusion, that frustration, that that something, what do you say to God in those moments? Like, <laughs> do you express the the frustration, or do you express like, God, this is impossible, this is so hard? Um, it comes out as frustration. It comes out from a place of, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. Uh. I would say, but the, the challenge is the human side of me just wants to compartmentalize those two things mm. when they're really not, but I, I can, and I do it a lot. I do. Okay. Here's Jason a, and here's Jason B. Isn't that kind of a typical, I, I, I don't want to overgeneralize. I'm just making a general observation here. Isn't that like a, a typical dude thing like there's there's professional guy and then there's this this guy who comes home but they're they're kind of two different people maybe uh, I don't know if it's a professional guy thing or maybe it's just a human thing um, I feel like I'm the same person to everybody 
Am I not? You're in a very unique situation that I don't think you understand a lot, though. I mean, you have the luxury of of you don't have to play all these different roles. Roles. I mean, that's fair, but I also just kind of feel like I don't know how to be anybody else. It's not. No, no, no. You're not being somebody else. You are both. I am both these people. Okay. I am both these people. So you're still remaining true to yourself. Correct. This is not fake. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm both I'm both a guy that can go crush it. Yeah. yeah you're right? Get, and get super you're, intense, you're right? Getting, you're getting real intense Correct. at me, girl. <laughs> I am that guy, but I'm also the guy that can sit here when life is a complete mess and sit there and sit in the mess with you. And pray with you and weep with you and just hurt with you. I'm that guy too. Yeah. And that's confusing for a lot of people yeah. to understand that the answer is yes. Yes. I am both these people. You're not pretending. I'm on, not pretending. On either side. Correct. What I'm trying to figure out is how do I continue, like we talked about last week, winnowing. How do I keep getting the, the junk out of my life? Because you can be this, this professional that's leading big things and and do it in a gospel-centered way sometimes it, you're misunderstood and people are like oh no you're a, a big booty hole <laughs> it's a family podcast correct because <laughs> you're completely misunderstood of what the responsibility you feel like you're carrying and you're trying to do mm-hmm. right because this group of people doesn't know this aspect of you necessarily because they're not close enough. Right. So it's not that you're pretending. It's no, I am both. I am all, all sides all of these this things. thing. I'm all these things. And I'm trying to throw all these things up in the air and, and let God breathe through it. But you're not a big booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As we wrap up, mm-hmm. I have one more question for you. All right. What's thinking in the next year? What, what's a hobby? What is a hobby that maybe you would like to either pick up Mm. for the first time, pick up again and get better at, Mm. or do with like your kids, like get your kids involved in the hobby or get me involved in the hobby. Um, just something, something that there's a couple of things. I mean, I've been casual with my fitness this year. I've been in like maintenance mode yeah. with health. And fit. I mean, I've been disciplined because I'm generally disciplined, but yep. I've been in what I call maintenance mode for me for a year. So th- there's a part of me that's trying to go back to what I started, I don't know, four years ago and get back into running. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think my body can handle the long distances like trail races anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are just brutal, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but maybe I try to go more speed five K's. Well, yeah, Cause it thinking. made your foot fall off. It made my everything break. <laughs> um, I romantically want to get back into more golf. I knew you were going to say golf, but it takes so much time. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and you gotta be willing to give up the time for it. And the problem is you just can't get, better at it without a lot of time and if i'm not gonna be better at it then i'm just not gonna do it we <laughs> talked about that we did um but there's something about that that is there uh we talked last week about just alone time with god what does that look like for me that does mean outside mm-hmm. nature it could be hikes it could be camping mm-hmm. it could be um 
I don't know. Maybe it could be on the first tee box of a golf course as the sun rises. I don't know. Oh, um, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. So there's there's some of that that I think about. You know, one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to share with our listeners, Mm. one of the things that you've wanted to learn for a really long time. I don't know if you remember this, but American Sign Language. Oh, I remember. It's constantly on my bucket list. And I mean, I've, I think I've always wanted to learn it too, just not Mm -hmm. enough to actually buckle down and sit down and do it. But the more podcasts I listen to, there's an ad that keeps coming up and Mm. it's about there. Apparently there's a masterclass for everything. And I think that there's a master class for American Sign Language and you have like the best of the best really teaching you. And I think, what do you think if we try and tackle that or at least start it I mean, I think this year? Starting it sounds good. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's going to be exponentially more difficult than we realize. Well, yeah, because we've talked about this before, or at least I have, how it's, really hard learning new things as an adult. Yeah. I feel like young brains soak everything up with, or at least with my brain, it like bounces right off and goes really far away. So it's going to take a lot of repetition Mm -hmm. and a lot of intentionality, but it can be like a date. We can have an American Sign Language date every single week. Every single week? Yeah. Okay. We don't, all we do is sign to each other. So if we don't know how to sign, we say nothing. So we sit in silence. That sounds horrible. Sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we don't see it the same way. It's like, if you don't know the word. (laughs) You don't get to say it. Stings to be you. (laughs) Oh my goodness, hush. Okay, thank you for indulging me. Uh-huh. I know that this is not your fave. Not my style. Not your style, Mm-mm. but you're a trooper. I appreciate you. I love you. I hope the rest of your birthday is great. I hope the Titans win and the Eagles <laughs> and the Chiefs. Anybody else? I think that's it. And for those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. We're so glad you're here. I said it at the top of the episode. We are on all things social, so if you are not following us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Far More Podcast, and I haven't said this in a minute, mm. please send me an email. Ha. Just say hi, or if there is something that you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can send that, farmorepodcast mm. at gmail.com. So this is a special edition. You can tell us what's up next. Up next is what we were going to talk about Mm. today, but then I did a little pivot. We Mm. are going to talk about, you're putting me on the spot here so that that we actually do it. Right, I'm getting you on records now. You are. Right. Listen, I know you. Uh I know what you're doing, girl. Next episode Mm -hmm. is going to be about sitting alone in the quiet with God, which is called Arimos. Until next time, happy birthday, Jason. Thanks, girl. I love you. Love you. Bye, y'all. See ya.